0: here on the Christine Neptune show we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness psychology spirituality health healing and science are you ready to step into your vibration of change welcome to the Christine Neptune show you may be listening live here in the seattle area on alternative talk alternative talk 1150 am kknw anywhere around the world on transformation talk radio blog talk radio you might be listening after the fact on one of the, I don't know, 50, 60 different podcasts that ends up in or on com, But wherever and whenever you're listening, we're grateful you joined us here today. We are going to have a great show. And speaking of vibration of change, we had some vibration in the middle of the night, didn't we, Benny? Yes. Well
1: said, by the uh, way. That,
0: that, sounds, that sounds a little bad, right? Like <laughs> no, we, we really. it, no, no. The Seattle area from like, felt <laughs> like down to Olympia all the way up yeah. to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um and the funny thing is I had just climbed into my bed. <laughs> I was working late on my website, that the new website's about to launch. And I'm like, I climb into bed, 2.45. Oh, I'm so glad I can finally go to sleep. And within two minutes, yep. my, I'm like bouncing in my bed. It was a 4.6, I guess they originally uh, said 4.7. 4. 4, 4.6, 4.7, yeah, yeah. It's
1: within you know, a tenth. I'm yeah. sure it's about the same.
0: Yeah, and the epicenter, epi- epicenter mm-hmm. wasn't too far away from my home. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, within ten miles. or so. Yeah,
1: it's pretty crazy. You know,
2: Facebook blows up, and then I get up, and I'm like, "Well, I'm up now." So, yeah. and then I get to work, and then I see your post, and I'm like, "Well, you might as well stay up, and then get back to work with me." So,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was kind of crazy. I'm sure. Did you get a nap? I, I got a, a little bit a short. Sleep, nap. Probably, probably like three hours of sleep last night. So, yeah. you know, if I Average can't for form complex sentences, <laughs> we'll know why. Yeah, right? I'm so excited about our show today because first of all. I'm a contributing author to a book that is getting launched on Tuesday. Woohoo! Yeah, woo! And we are taking on spiritual cliches. We are talking about getting out of the new age fluff and finding the deeper wisdom of living a spiritual life, living a, a full life. And I, and I think we really need to focus beyond the spiritual, and we're going to talk about that. And it's funny because, you know, if you're a regular listener, you know I've been talking about... Spiritual myths, the 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 beliefs that I challenge. I've been talking about this for quite a while, and I'm working on my book. It was originally the top ten myths about spirituality, but there were so many in the chapter. But wait, there's more. I had to turn it into the top twenty, and there are certainly more than twenty. But I'm I'm capping it at twenty, and so I was you know I've been busily working on my book, and I heard from our. Our wonderful Kate Montana, who is, she's been a guest on this show several times. She's an amazing author. She was involved with What the Bleep. She is just this fabulous person and a friend. And and she called me up and said, You know what, Christine, I'd really like you to be a part of this book. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm working on my own book, you know. And she's no, no, no. Here's the thing. We're gonna be sharing personal stories, and 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 Betsy Chassis is involved, and she's like, What the bleep? And we'll talk about that in a minute. And um, she, so it's like, okay, well, you know, I, I sort of tuned in. I was like, no, this, this feels like a really good team. And my book is more about teaching points, and I've got some personal stories in it. But this book was really about sharing my journey and the, the bumps and the bruises and the battering <laughs> that life has brought me, which has been really wonderful. So the book is available now for pre order. It's coming out on Tuesday. I'm actually offering um, the audio version of my chapter. Um, for those who buy it before the end of the month. Uh, but anyway, I want to talk about who these people are who are our guests today. Betsy Chassis. She's an award-winning filmmaker, a best-selling author, and an educator, and she's best known for, for being the writer, director, and producer of What the Bleep Do We Know? And um, she's, she's like sought after in so many ways in, in media, and she's made so many films. And I'm fortunate enough to have her involved with this publishing company and with the marketing of this book. And the other person is Kate Montana. I was just talking about her. And she is a best-selling author. She's a renowned speaker. You know, she, she talks about the masculine and the feminine, um, Unearthing Venus, which was the first book I got exposed to Kate's work. And I was just, like, blown away. And also the E word. And, and um, anyway, she's a great editor as well. And I'm grateful to have Betsy and Kate here today. Welcome, both. Great to be Hi. on the show.
3: <laughs> you Hi. know,
0: it's, um, it's, it's funny because I think that sometimes when the world is ready, that multiple people start getting the same information about what needs to be shared, people who are tuned in. And so I love the fact that, you know, I'm focusing on top 20 myths, and you guys are saying we need to transcend these spiritual cliches. And, yes, Kate, you and I had talked a couple of years ago about some of this stuff, but I just think it's so fabulous that it's like when the world is ready, it's there. So, Betsy, what inspired you to tackle this topic?
1: Well, you know, for me and for Kate, and I'm going to be really honest, We have this company, Rampant Feline Media, Uh and most of the books that we publish come from Kate and I probably having a glass of wine together ranting about something. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so we were on the phone one night, and I don't know, I had seen some piffy meme on Facebook that just completely spiritually bypassed, diminished the whole concept, and then I read a bunch of comments where I realized all these people just, they don't get it, and Uh They don't get it because we've become the the it's like the McDonaldization of spirituality. It's like like that. If I can drop this down to what what used to be 142 characters and try to get it out there, and hopefully I'll help people. And I I started to see that it was really doing a lot more damage than it was doing good because Mm -hmm. we were really missing the point. And you know, my chapter in the book is about this idea that um, one of the memes that I think that I I think the meme I was ranting about that night was this meme that you know, how others react to you isn't your fault. Uh-huh. And and I thought to myself, well, okay, that's true. But the truth is, if you're a jerk, and others are reacting to that, then that kind of is your fault. And there's too many, I've had too many people say, well, sorry that you feel that way. That's your problem. You're feeling mm-hmm. your problem. And yeah. I just started to realize, you know, this is a problem in this spiritual space. People are not taking personal responsibility for their actions and behaviors and blaming it on the other person. And that was my particular ramp that night, I think, and I think Kate had another one, and we thought, "Uh oh, I feel a book <laughs> coming on."
0: <laughs> yes, that's sort of the way this birthing process works, isn't it? So, Kate, yes. what you know, what has inspired you to start calling out the spiritual cliches for being the cliches? These spiritual beliefs that are being, you know, sold to us as new age um, sort of like. Ways to illuminate our journey when, in fact, they're cliches that are keeping us stuck in a, you know, dead stuck in our path.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my own, like yourself, like Betsy, my own spiritual journey, well, anybody's spiritual dir- journey is a deep, dirty dive, let's mm-hmm. face it. Yep, yep. It's, it's, it's not an easy road. Um, there, yes, there are wonderful high points, and yes, there are terrible death valleys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's a persistent quest for what's meaningful and deeply true within your own being and Mm -hmm. what your own being is. And I was just, you know, after 25, 35 years on the spiritual path and my own agony and angsting, Mm -hmm. I was like looking at all of these three-day workshops to enlightenment and, Mm -hmm. you know, three days guaranteed to abundance. You'll get $1,000 the first week after you take this course and you'll find your soulmate to boot. And I was like, whoa, the trivialization just, just gobsmacked me, uh-huh. and I was like, this this is, it, it, and it's being billed in such a trivial way, seeking and searching and l- struggling for truth and authenticity, is yes. being billed as just this easy three-step process, and I was like, this is doing such a disservice to people. Right, and, and on the flip side of that,
0: Kate, it seems to me that um, it's not just being sold as easy, but also... The fact that it's supposed to be hard is also so like oh you have to work really (laughs) really hard at this and you need to be meditating this much time a day and you need to follow you know these these mantras or these affirmations and do these processes and it feels like it's either simple solution that doesn't work or working too hard and striving and struggling which gets in the way of receiving
2: Oh, I'm so glad you said that, because even as I was on my rant, I was like, yeah, but you know, the truth of it is, it's the same time is, why does it have to be that hard? (laughs) Why am I insisting on
0: that? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've got a lot more to talk about here, and um, we are going to go to a quick break, but stay tuned for more with Betsy Chassie and Kate Montana here on the Christine Upchurch Show. The Vibration of Change. how to survive male dominated fields with grace and authenticity and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, courage 2 and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. You know, Betsy, when I'm thinking about what we three as individuals and and the the 19 people involved in this book have, have talked about going through, and I think about my clients, I think about my colleagues, I think about friends and family, it seems like we are at this place of discomfort. And the... Public arena seems to be kind of chaotic. Why do you think it's so important right now to call these spiritual beliefs by the name cliche?
1: Hmm. Well, I think that there's two, in my experience, there's two things. One, we're all exhausted.
0: Mm, So I can
1: totally appreciate the desire to have a quick fix for anything Mm -hmm. because we're trying to multitask. So many different things going on in the world, in our personal lives, in our minds, in our hearts. It's crazy out there. Mm -hmm. And the world is moving so fast that if you could just have a quick answer to one thing, it's like, oh, thank God, if I could just hold on to this crystal and everything would be fine, I will take it. Uh So I hear that. But at the other side is that it's important for us, you know, to be clear that the personal work that you have to do isn't going to be pretty. And, you know, you guys were talking earlier about, well, it doesn't have to be hard. Well, it's true that it doesn't, but we've kind of really mixed up and gotten confused about what's hard and what's easy and what should be easy and what should be hard, instead of just being really present in what is.
0: Uh huh, right.
1: And so, um, why I feel like it's really important to point this stuff out is because we keep putting these labels on things it's like oh this should be easy so then when it's not easy Mm -hmm. we get frustrated and when and then we go oh this will be hard and so we make it hard instead of just saying okay this is where i'm at this is what i'm dealing with what are the tools that i have to deal with it how can i work through this these are like these are this is the work part and instead of doing the work part we just look for oh it's hard it's easy and and or it's fast or it's slow Mm -hmm. or, or whatever that is and we don't really get into the nitty-gritty. So by, by, by pointing out, okay, like, wait a minute, there's a little more to this concept than those 142 characters. Mm-hmm. When you have a little bit of a deeper understanding of what that quote or what that message meant, the work is actually easier. You can get some more awareness. You can go, oh, I understand that you're part of that concept now. Yeah. I can make it. I actually can make this work in my life. But when you only have a piece of it, you, it, it, it works against you.
0: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came to mind when you were talking about that is that I think oftentimes in the new age community, if we are experiencing pain beyond the pain of, say, the death of a loved one, um, if we're experiencing pain, then we think we're doing something wrong. I mean, and that's a generalization. And, but it's it's almost like the the new age movement has been so much about the the higher frequency connection and the transcending the human experience. Um, and I think that, Betsy, you're emphasizing embracing what is so that when we're experiencing pain, it's like, well, okay, this is what it is, and it's not something to shift. It's something to be with. Right.
1: Well, it's something it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: know, it's a myth. Like, one of the things that, you know, I've always, I'm a mom. Uh-huh. I have a 15-year-old and a, a t- almost 12-year-old, uh-huh. and, you know, they've grown up in this world where we have this tendency to uh, over to not let them fail, yeah. to not let them struggle, to give everybody a prize. Right. And you know, what's wrong with that is that we we create this false sense that life is like this, you know, a day at Disneyland. And mm-hmm. when it's hard, we don't know how to deal with it. We yeah. don't know how to process it. Right. We don't know we don't have any emotional intelligence. And so we think when hard or painful is a bad thing. And you know, I think somebody wrote about this in the book, I can't remember who now this idea that when I feel sad or when I feel angry, angry is a big one. Like mm-hmm. anger is a bad emotion. Yep. Yep. And that's not true. And yeah. so now when I feel angry, not only do I feel angry, but I feel shame for feeling angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, so, that's one of
0: the myths I, I talk about in um, the top 20 myths. It's like we've, we've categorized emotions as being either spiritual or ego based. Right. Anger. First of all, it's, it's very illuminating. It either says one of two things. It says, okay well there's something that I, I've got some woundedness here I need to explore and heal or two, I need to set new boundaries and it's also this great energy that is is coming through to, to sort of um, invigorate forward movement so it's very powerful on our soul's journey and yet we've we've you know we' act as though it's it's not spiritual So
2: Bernard she talked about the pitfalls of positive thinking uh-huh. it, right it it just eliminates Everything we really don't want to deal with and gives cred- credibility to. Well, if I just think positive, I've just got to keep jacking my emotions up and getting myself into the, into the happy, happy valley lane. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my golly, we do ourselves such a disservice. And then we just add strain because when we inevitably end up in the pits sometimes, and rightfully so, it's like, then what do we do? Then mm-hmm. we judge ourselves being Uh bad and wrong holy moses
1: so and the thing that marie talks about is that you know positive thinking is a tool Mm -hmm. it's Uh a great tool Uh it's a powerful tool but it's not it it, we've turned it into like you know the ultimate whiteboard you know where we just use it (laughs) as an eraser board of Uh, like let's not deal with my emotions let's just wipe it over actually in the belief i don't remember (laughs) been a long time. I can't remember if this quote is actually in the bleep or if it's not in the bleep. But Me Hall said, "You know, we have this tendency to pour a pile of gold liquid over a pile of poo, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> right.
1: and there's still poo underneath the gold.
0: Yeah, Yep.
1: It's just now gold poo.
0: <laughs> yes. And of course, <laughs> that that poo is the sort of thing that can get turned into fertilizer if you if you look for the growth." And, and the transformation that can come from it. And that's sort of like looking at the positive side, but it's not about um, acting as though it doesn't exist or kind of resisting or setting it aside. Well,
1: it's, it's important to say, you know, this is hard. My heart hurts. Uh-huh. This makes me sad, and it's okay to feel sad. Yeah. And then what I've found in my own personal life is, People oftentimes say to me, you know, Betsy, you, you work through emotions pretty quickly. And I say, mm-hmm. yeah, because I acknowledge them first. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I sit down and I go, wow, I'm really sad. Right. Okay, I'm going to be sad. Uh-huh. And what happens is I don't get stuck in sadness for 10 days because I give it the time that it deserves right when it shows up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that's, I mean, that's one of the, that's my tool. So you know?
0: so let me, let me ask each of you this question. You know, you've, you've both been on your spiritual journeys for decades and so i'm wondering if somebody cuts you off in traffic and it's really obnoxious do you swear at them
1: sometimes if they almost hit me i do but uh-huh. then i'm but then I usually i don't but if they get, to, if they, get yeah. they get to my personal space then i'm like whoa dude what up
2: but yep. that's about it yep yep yeah it depends on where i am during the day you know if i'm in a really uplifted mood and, and I'm in a very balanced place, uh-huh. then I just actually laugh. Right. But if I'm in one of those places where I feel fragile and I feel overworked and I feel stressed, then that's when, you know, then that's when the explosive reaction comes out and I just right. want to flip them the, the middle finger and you know, yeah. Right. So right. it really depends on how even I'm, I'm keeping my keel. <laughs> and for me, and I, I've
0: talked to a couple of friends who I think are very involved about this. Um, I find myself reacting, but n- not the kind of, like, reactivity where I'm such a victim. It's just kind of like, you know, don't do this here. You know, who do you think you are? You know, you're not that self-entitled. It's it's one thing if somebody makes an error and, like, they don't see you and they start to cut over in your lane. But it's a whole other thing where I saw somebody today, like, cutting in and out on the freeway. And it was scary as all get out. And I actually, you know... St- slowed down some so that if they got into an accident, I wouldn't be part of the pile-up. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's almost like I, I react sometimes and I let it go quickly, but it's not like I'm stuck in my victimhood and really angry for a long time, which but is that's different. that's
1: a great metaphor for life, if you don't mind me interrupting. No, please. Because that's, the, that's a perfect metaphor for life. Because I do the same thing, if you think about it, it's okay that you got angry. Yeah. But you also had the wherewithal and the presence to slow down to not get into a pile up. Yep. So, you know, one of the things I think that people, I've come to learn myself is that I'm multidimensional. I can be annoyed that the driver cut me off, but I can also be present in awareness of, well, what are the choices I have to make right now to protect myself, that mm-hmm. boundary. Right. And, and also still react, yep. you know, because that's, that's, what happens when you can be multidimensional and you can be in a couple of different spaces simultaneously, which we're we're capable of doing. You know, I can be really angry at somebody and still be present with my anger and then also not have to react in rage. Mm -hmm. I can go, wow, I'm really angry. Uh It's okay to be angry. Now, what are my choices around responding to this anger? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you don't, if you don't, have the practice to go okay i'm angry if you just go right to anger you don't have that that ability to choose a response because it's like it happens so quickly but so for me and for you and for everybody we can go oh my gosh that jerk Uh but still be slowing down changing lanes backing up or doing whatever we need to do Mm -hmm. without having any judgment on our arc and our and or our other actions
0: simultaneously yeah and let it go quickly the, the and let it go quickly.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's one of the big things is as we go along, we become more self-reflective uh-huh. and gentler with ourselves and kinder because with the more we accept ourselves and our own, as you say, multidimensionality, Betsy, which includes our ratty moments um, and our sublime moments, and we're more understanding of what drives other people because we're kinder and more understanding of what's driving us. Mm-hmm. and where we can go. So it's it's so much easier now for me to let it go. Yeah, I'll have a, a quick flare of anger, maybe, but mm-hmm. it's just like, and then I can laugh and go, yeah, boy, I understand being a jerk. Been yeah. there, done that. Yeah. I, I get it, dude. Well,
1: and I wanted, if, I, if we have time, I'll jump yeah. in. No, I'm not a big fan of saying let it go quickly, and here's why. A lot of people don't have any boundaries because they let it go. Yeah. They just let everything go. For me, if I get angry... There's a reason behind it, so I'm not going to let go of the reason that I got angry. I'm going to. What I do is check in with it. Mm-hmm. Why am I angry? Right. Am I angry because of this person's actions triggered something within me that is a, that is personal to me and really doesn't have anything to do with them? Uh-huh. Or is my anger reaction based on their behavior? Right. And the other thing I do now, which gets me in a lot of trouble, is if they're being a jerk, I will tell them hey, I don't appreciate the way you're treating me. It's yeah. bothering me. It's, uh-huh. I communicate that. Yeah. Because if that's the other part of the spiritual, is that we have this tendency to go, oh, we're supposed to be more enlightened than everybody else, and right. so therefore we don't react. And it's, Once again, that's shutting down. It that's is. It's shutting down.
0: It, it's interesting that uh, Brene Brown's research has shown that the most compassionate people also happen to be the most boundaryed which says a lot for if if we want to step into that love, that spiritual connection with others, that those boundaries are really important. Um, We have to go to another quick break, but stay tuned for more, and we're gonna hear more about All You Need Is Love, the book, and and some of the memes in the chapters, and how you can get a hold of the book. Stay tuned.
3: This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath to signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is. Sometimes all that is needed is a nice deep breath to break the cycle. First exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Calling all moms. It's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, and loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power at work, home, and play. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms, helping everyday women create extraordinary lives every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific, 6.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit VibrantPowerfulMoms.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404.
0: The vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. You can listen to this archive after the fact on Transformation Talk Radio on one of, I don't know, 50 different pod- podcasts, iTunes, and com. I'm talking to award-winning filmmaker and best-selling author, Betsy Chassie, and best-selling author, amazing editor, writer, um, with a fascinating background, Kate Montana. And we are talking about this new book They are that's um, coming out through their company, Rampant Feline Media. And I first have to say, before we talk more about the book, I'm just curious about the title of you guys' company. Betsy, why did you name it that?
1: <laughs> all right, so that's it's, it's all <laughs> my fault. Um, a very long time ago, in a distant galaxy, far, far away... <laughs> <laughs> um, way in my 20s <clears throat> when I started my production company I was 22 and I started my very first production company I'm just going to lay it all out there because it's probably shocking that a girl who was once very very successful in the world of schlock movies and porn is now one of the most successful spiritual booty makers and authors right <laughs> so way back in my, my playboy and porn days I started my own production company because at the time Christy Hefner took over Playboy, and she wanted more women in roles of leadership. Uh-huh. And so at 22, I started my very first production company, and my best friend had given me a pair of earrings from MoMA, and they were little Aztec kitties, and they called them rampant felines. And I just oh. was sitting there, and I said, what shall I name my company? And I was staring at those earrings, and I thought, rampant felines. I love and then it. I got I literally tattooed on my leg. So I sort of buried rampant feline when I decided that I was going to be spiritual. This is a perfect example uh-huh, right. of <laughs> spiritual bypassing. Is I said I can't use rampant feline media anymore because that's the you know that's what I used to use when I produced B movies and porn. Uh-huh. So when Kate and I were rebuilding this company again and starting this, I just I said you know that company that's my that's my birth that's mm-hmm. my that is my step into. Stepping into who I am as a creator and a producer and and a woman who succeeds, uh-huh. and so I decided. I said, "Kate, we tried all these different names.
2: Oh, we ha- said, we had we came up with a hundred really really bad names. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, we spent, we spent months mm-hmm. racking our brains, going through the thesaurus, trying to figure out really cool spiritual whatever inclusive names, and right. came up with nada. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so I said, Kate, what about this?" And she she just said, you know what? So our logo is literally that one of the earrings. It's the logo of one of the earrings that I got.
0: Oh, that's a fabulous story. I love that.
2: <laughs> so, And I love cats. So there we have it. And I'm a yeah. Leo, so I had to go with that, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I love cats, too. You know, I've got three of them. And I it's, know you do. It's, um, it's a sort of thing where, you know, uh, I, in social media, I've, I've got sort of this alter ego. You know, part of me is this, wise person who shares some things and, yes, pushes against some of the norms. And then there's the crazy cat lady. <laughs>
1: Listen, I think it's our right to be crazy cat lady. It
0: is. It. it is. And it's wonderful. It's it's like, it's our right to be who, whoever we are. And, you know, I think that, and I know, Kate, you and I have talked about this in the past. We women tried to fit into the male world by proving mm-hmm. ourselves... Um, that we could be as good as men in certain ways. And, of course, I'm, I'm from a scientific background, you know, a, a research statistician working in what once was a very male-centric, male-dominated industry. And then it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, this isn't satisfying. There, there, there are issues here, first of all, with trying to be like that. And then secondly, what does that mean for our society?
2: Kate, you want to take that on? You know, I, I, you know. I'm going to admit I spaced out. I was picking up cat fur off the floor. <laughs> okay, so you get the you get the title
0: of crazy cat lady, Betsy. <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, Jesus save me! So oh, now you
1: guys confused me. Oh, I'm telling you, I was like listening, and then I heard cat. I was oh, like, what? We went
0: back to cat. Uh,
1: no, I was you talking- know, uh, talking right. about how
0: we we oh, women, women were trying to to fit into the male world, and well, you know, and certainly filmmaking I have, I have was to once one all male. That. Huh? I gotta say a little. I'm, okay, I'm gonna
1: possibly upset some feminists right now.
0: Okay. Go good. Slightly. Let's push some
1: buttons. Go ahead. Um, you know I became a line producer when there were literally maybe three line producers in the movie business. Ironically, two of them named Betsy, which I thought was really interesting because uh-huh. I very rarely connect with other Betsy.
0: But there were three total or three women. which Yes.
1: Three. And most of them were men. Okay. And I spent my 20s in, first of all, I'm 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, uh-huh. in those at, at age I'm 5'2". Uh-huh. I'm blonde. Uh-huh. And I spent my 20s what?
2: And cute.
1: Well, I spent my 20s in rooms full of men talking about money. Interesting. And the reality is, was I acutely aware of my womanhood? uh uh-huh. No. What I realized was that this is all a game. All of this is a game. Everything. And you have to play the game. And so did I learn how to do the, the naughty jokes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did I laugh when people made some sort of condescending remark to me? Sure. Was I able to respond? Absolutely. Uh-huh. And, and, and you know, I, I'm i not going to say that other women didn't experience this because millions have. Right. But what I want people to understand is I'm no longer willing to diminish my power by saying I had to try to be like men. Uh-huh. I showed up into the game.
0: Yep. Yep. And, I and laughed all the way to the game. bank, right?
1: Well, most of the time, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 I asked for my, I've I've never had a problem asking for my worth or what I, what I serve. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that. I'm lucky that I was raised by parents who, who, you know, taught me not to tolerate any of that stuff, Right. just not to tolerate it. It's unfortunate that we've, a lot of women weren't given that power or for some reason had it taken away. And I, I, you know, I want to say this. I was, molested as a child mm-hmm. i had a sexual trauma when i was eight years old
0: yeah Sorry. so
1: i i understand childhood trauma and what that can do to you mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blessed that i was able to get help pretty early in life right. so that i was able to process that so uh-huh. that it didn't impact now in my personal relationships, totally different story those
0: are on that sure, but
1: sure. uh, <laughs> but in business you know i got it like i didn't take it one of the things that we do is we take everything. So personally, and personally, yeah. I'm up my phone and I can't turn it off. Um, we take things too personally. Right. We are such ego, maniacal, crazy people that everything in the world has to be about us. Right. And one of the greatest lessons I learned really early on from a wonderful producing mentor was, guess what? 99% of the time it's not about you, it's about them.
0: Uh-huh. And if you
1: don't take it personally and you just continue back with them, most people back off. Because they, they, they realized they didn't get in. Uh-huh. And that's a tool, again, one of the things that we need, why we wrote this book, is it's all about giving people all the information so you have the tools to, to the so you have the information to use the tool. Right. I mean, it sounds really unhuman and, you know, unspiritual, but I operate from life as, like, my brain is a tool. Uh-huh. I have all sorts of tools in my little toolbox.
0: Right.
1: So... I get to choose the tools. I learn new tools. I learn how to use new tools. And I operate from there. And that helps me get through a lot of these very awkward, sticky, random situations. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, the first thing is I don't take it, I don't accept it. I don't take it in. Right. And then I can process it and go, oh, wow, this person's really, in, this man is really insecure by me. Uh-huh. And so he's going to try to belittle me. Mm-hmm. So I am not going to take it on. And then I'm going to do my job really well, and I'm going to zing him a few times, just so everybody in the room knows that I'm smarter than him, and we'll (laughs) move on. And that's pretty much how it worked for me and continues to work for me.
0: Fascinating. Fascinating. You know, um, we're going to be going to a break in a minute, and I know, Betsy, you're going to have to um, get off the line, and, and Kate and I are going to continue this conversation. But before we go into break, I want you to share with our listeners how they can connect with you uh, so a little bit of what you offer, and um, yeah, so what's your website?
1: Gosh, I want everybody to go check out Rampant, Rampant com because mm-hmm. that's where they'll find me. That's where they're going to find Kate. That's where they're going to find all of our books and all of our projects. They can find us on social media, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't really do Twitter. There's only so much a girl can do. Yeah. Um, and that's how they can find us. If they want to find the book, just go to Amazon or I always say this, I highly encourage you if you have a favorite bookstore that's a bookstore in your community, go in there and ask them for the book by name or go to Amazon, steal the ISBN number and go order it from your bookstore. One, that helps us because the bookstore starts to become aware of our books. And two, it actually helps the bookstore. And I am a big fan of being able to go into a bookstore and browse books. So that's how you get the book.
0: Bookstores, too. Yeah. Okay, great. Ra- great. Rampant feline media. And we're going to head into a break. Thanks so much, Betsy, for joining us here today. Thank you. And bye. Bye. And bye. Stay tuned because Kate's still here, and so am I, and so's Mr. Benny Mathers. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field or aura surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important?
3: Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio, redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit angiecorbettkuyper.com.
0: That's StellarReflections.com. Welcome back to the Christian Neptune Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. Uh, we're continuing the conversation with Kate Montana here. And Kate, um, during the break, you were talking about Kate Rogers' chapter here in the book. Can you share a little bit more about it?
2: Yeah, um, it was called I Goddess. And and it one of the things that um, I wanted to have explored in the book, and I was so glad she stepped in and, and, and did this, was, I wanted to explore this whole goddess idea because so much of what I've seen of the goddess movement in the whole new spiritual uh, arena is this kind of fluffy, airy, fairy, you know, let's all sing hands and, and you know, around a campfire and sing kumbaya version mm-hmm. of the goddess. And, right. you know, and, and of course, we look at, at, at Shakti and, and Kali energy and Pele and, and all the other different faces of the goddess. And I've always been like, oh, my God, there is so much missing in our kind of fluffy, again, cliched approach to this topic, and and Kate Roger just stepped right in, and she had had an amazing experience um, at a huge women's conference, and the keynote speaker was the executive editor of Ms. Magazine, Catherine Filler. and Kate wrote about how shocked she was that, bless her heart, as wonderful as this woman has been, and, you know, as, you know, I bow to her for her amazing, intrepid work over the decades. Uh-huh. But she was still doing a call to battle against the the, the evil guys who were trying to, you know, subdue and, and marginalize and exploit us sexually. Wow. And she was okay. like, oh, my God, haven't we moved past this marginalization and conflict and making the guys wrong? And she's like, what is the goddess? She said, the goddess, this the priestess, is this full, compassionate, filled with righteous anger even, uh-huh. you know, being who is capable of of rising up like the flame-haired goddess Pele and say, this is wrong, this has to change this and this and this, mm-hmm. and yet have compassion and realize the masculine has been as deeply wounded. Yes. So, you know, the goddess is also a healer, and, and so so I was just so glad that she stepped in in the book. Like, so many of the authors have had such amazing um um, things to say. I mean, about the goddess. About oh, here's 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 one. Everything happens for a reason.
0: <laughs> mm, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Doesn't that one stink?
2: <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. So you know, Sharon Valentine took that on, uh-huh, and um, then right. you talked about oh my god, the downside <laughs> to
0: seeking. Yeah.
2: Downside to seeking.
0: Yeah.
2: And so we had chapters on you know seeking enlightenment and the wisdom of doing that, and um, and even. Oh, God, I'll confess, even my own chapter questioning the existence of, the very existence of the soul itself. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And I th- I think that these are really important topics f- to explore, to, to discuss, to write about, to, to be um, fearless enough to question our beliefs and what would happen if we let go of one of them.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was Betsy who, who said earlier in the show that, you know, so many of us um came out of um Christian religion and and when we broke free, we thought I certainly thought that I'd I'd found the truth. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. know. And all I did was step into a bigger box. Right. That,
0: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I do think that um we have to be willing to jump out of the box. And be by ourselves or, you know, be with just very few people uh, because it's the only way to eventually teach people who are still in the box that they're in a box. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And here we are back to, back to comfort and certainty again. Um, I, I think on one of the breaks I mentioned Tony Robbins said that the desire, the need, the almost desperate need for certainty uh-huh. is humanity's number one driving force. Yeah. So you know if I'm going to step out of the certainty of you know Jesus Christ is my Savior mm-hmm. and I'm and then start embracing a much you know the Buddha and and other kinds of, of thinking and embracing reincarnation and God knows what else, it's like that is a huge blow to my security system right So to move into that bigger box, wow, what a journey and how brave of us and yet then we fall it you know then we fall back into that oh well now i know the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> right and now i can feel safe being certain and then we 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 stop midway up the mountain and we don't continue the we don't continue <laughs>
0: and i'm i'm think that though we're getting to this to the stage it it's similar from my perspective to where we were at around the time of the vietnam war post vietnam war when people were fed up with the status quo, people were looking for more. They were they were forcefully breaking down the sides of their own belief boxes and expanding. Yeah. And that started the New Age movement. I think what's happening right now, Kate, is that people, many people who've been on their conscious journeys, who feel like they're here to help shift the world, they're looking at the world and saying, what the heck is going on here? They're feeling uh-huh. frustrated. And I do think that many people are ready... To say, I don't know what's on the other side of that box, but here, I'm going to break this down because it's it, it's no longer, the certainty is no longer comforting.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we are these beautiful, bright spirits. And it, and our very nature, and the very nature of life itself is expansion and growth yeah. and evolution. More, more, give me more. Right. So, you know, we can only stay stuck in even a very large box for so long, thank goodness. Uh-huh.
0: Yep, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So.
2: I mean, with- you know, shoot, 15 years ago, Christine, if mm-hmm. you'd asked me any question in the book, I could have given you the answer. Sure. <laughs> You could have said, Kate, what about reincarnation? What about the soul? Yep. What about this? What yep. about that? Where did you, where do we come from? Where are we going? Right. I would have told you, well, this, 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 and this, and I would have been absolutely certain of my answer.
0: <laughs> right, right. It's, it, and it, it's kind of humbling when we understand how wrong we've been, isn't it? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> it oh. is, but it's so liberating. It is, it is. And uh, it, uh, to to actually realize, and this is part of developing the feminine nature, is part of the fe- the feminine is the mysterious. Yeah, it is. It is really almost unknow unknowable and unlanguageable. Intuition and and vulnerability and receptivity and magnetism. It's just like yeah, we have words for it, but the feminine is ultimately. Deeply, deeply mysterious. So I was laughing with a friend of mine the other day, and I was like, I never thought at 67, having written all these books and done all this stuff, that I would be embracing the freedom and the joy of being able to look somebody in the eye and go, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. I know I where I'm that. intending.
2: I know where I'm intending to go. Uh-huh. I, 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 th- I think this is the direction I want to go in, and, and all of my work and efforts and, and thoughts are going in that direction. But... I don't know how it's going to unfold, and I'm not even going to try anymore to force the river and make anything happen.
0: And that's such an important part, and that I brought that up in The Downside to Seeking, about that striving and struggle does not allow that flow of the river. It's like damming up that, that river, um, and if we are really going to be connected to all of who we are, including that higher frequency vibration that we often, I think, refer to as the spirit or the soul, we have to sort of open that up.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then when we do that, as uncomfortable and uncertain as it might be and is, it's like, oh, my God, all of a sudden the burden is off. Yeah, It's like I don't have to have the answers anymore. Um, I, I can admit to my show host, I was picking up cat hair off the floor, and I didn't hear <laughs> what you asked me. <laughs> and we're going to end with that. Kate, what's your website? <sighs> oh. Well, mine is Kate Montana. montana com. But I'm going to be like Betsy and direct people. Go to Rampant. FelineMedia dot yeah. and as I say, Betsy's on there. Everything she does, everything I do, all of our books,
0: fabulous.
2: And this has been, and Christine, I just have to say, it has been such a wonderful thing having you in this book. It's just been so uh, much fun playing with you and developing this. This, the, I, I mean, the downside to seeking was such a meaty topic, and I just want to tell everybody that Christine did
0: a great job. <laughs> uh, thank you, and thank you for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.